0: The blessed
1: one, the exalted one, the fully enlightened one. Namo, Tassa, Bhagavatu Parahatu Samma, Swami, What if there is no life after the death? Kameh and Rebirth are a part of the central teachings of the Buddha. According to Buddhism, this is not the first life we are living. We have been born billions of times. This is also not the last life we are living after the death. We are going to be born again and again. This endless cycle of wandering on from life to life is known as sansara, cycle of existence. Materialism denies the rebirth. According to materialism, The present life is the only reality, after the death, one does not going to be born or that is the end of the life. Today, in this talk, I am taking the position of a materialist and ask the question, what if there is no life after the death will buddhism be still valid and applicable if we were to look at the buddhism with open mind impartially even a materialist who doesn't believe in rebirth still can see the light in the teachings of the Buddha, and he still can appreciate. What is this teaching that even a materialist can appreciate? There are a few aspects to this. One of the aspects is material aspects. Buddhism encouraged material development in human societies. There are many discourses where Buddha talks about how we can achieve the material development. These teachings can be related to political philosophy, economic prosperity, social integrity and many other such teachings that leads to peace Happiness, joy, and overall well being and happiness of humankind. In many discourses, Buddha emphasized the importance of people friendly government, the integrity and the honesty of the rulers, politicians, their work for the well being and happiness of not only of human beings, but even for the well-being of animals and plants and trees, flora and fauna. In Chakravati, Sihanada Sutta, the Buddha very clearly says that it is the duty of a ruler to provide lawful protection for all the citizens, including the animals, birds and bees. Buddha also emphasized economic prosperity and it is the prime duty of the rulers to develop the country economically and he pointed out in Kuta Danta Sutta, when the people become poor and crime can come out from it. So the poverty is crime breeding ground. So Buddha says, the Alidhyang Vikhare Dukkha, poverty is miserable. Buddha never glorified the poverty. He encouraged all the people to work diligently to achieve their wealth. However, Buddhism emphasized such wealth is to be achieved in a lawful way, righteous way, without harming and damaging the human societies or other living beings and our environment. There are many discourses where Buddha talks about the social uh, harmony, peace, happiness, and how we can achieve these uh, material goals by working together as a community. So such teachings, in fact, can be appreciated by any wise human beings beyond the religious whether you believe in rebirth or not, you still can appreciate these teachings because they bring well-being and happiness here and now. So this is the material aspects of the teachings. Well, what about the ultimate goal of Buddhist teachings? Will enlightenment be still practical? and applicable and valid if there is no life after the death. According to many religions, the last goal can be achieved only after the death. Many religions talk about being born in the heaven, but it is to be achieved only after the death. The last goal of Buddhist teaching, which is enlightenment, is not something to be achieved after the death, but it is to be achieved while you are living here and now. So the question is irrelevant, in fact. Whether there is a rebirth or not, enlightenment can be achieved here and now. As the Buddha pointed out in Rohitasa Sutta. He says, In this fetter long body, with its perception and thoughts, I proclaim the world, its origin, its cessation and path leading to its cessation. Here, what he is referring is, four noble truths are to be realized within the body and mind, within the five aggregates of clinging. Four noble truths. As we all know, they are, in fact, very valid in this life itself, regardless of the matter, whether there is a life after the death or not. The first truth points out problematic situation that we all human beings caught up. Every human being wants to be happy. We wish to be happy, joyful, peaceful human beings. But the way we are trying to achieve this happiness has got a problematic approach. We try to satisfy our sensual craving. Being blinded with ignorance, driven by self-centered craving. We are running after pleasure in order to satisfy ourselves. The end goal is to be happy. But we do not realize, when we satisfy one desire, another desire arises in its place. When we satisfy that, another new one arises. In this way, the craving is in that, it cannot be fully satisfied. It can be satisfied only to some extent, and it is only temporary. And after all, our sensual pleasure, gratification, our sensual uh, organs, faculties, and all these are fleeting, changing. They are not permanent. However, the Buddha says that there is another way out of it. Because of this craving, not only we become unhappy, unsatisfied, we also create a lot of miseries for other human beings. In the process of achieving sensual pleasure, in this struggle, we create a lot of help. We engage in various kinds of crimes, killing, stealing, torturing, war, and crime—all these are part of the same problem. So, Buddha says there is a solution for this. The solution is to get rid of craving, which is the root cause of this problematic situation. So, the human beings basically wants to be happy, and they are trying to be happy by satisfying the craving which cannot be fully satisfied and this problematic situation is Dukkha and the root cause of it itself is craving. So Buddha pointed out craving can be ended and how we can do that? It is through training. He recommends a very systematic path which is the Noble Eightfold Path which helps to develop our ethical, spiritual and intellectual faculties And eventually, by following this path, we can end the suffering. So the four noble truths themselves are practical here and now. They are to be realized in this life itself. They are not something that can be achieved beyond the death. So any human who has got impartial thinking, non-judgmental thinking, and can appreciate this aspect of the teachings as well. So even a methodist who doesn't believe in rebirth still can appreciate this aspect. Another side of the Buddha's teaching is the Buddhist meditation techniques. Mindfulness-based Buddhist meditation techniques which are known as Vipassana Bhavana, insight meditation. In fact, Is the path that leads to enlightenment. But it can also be used for secular sense. Today there are many people who use mindfulness practices to reduce their stress, tension, agony and in some cases uh, certain mindfulness courses specifically designed to reduce the mental diseases. Mindfulness-based stress reduction, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, such kind of popular courses, in fact, uh, are getting more popular in the circular world today. And these practices are based on Buddhist teachings. Buddhism is also part of transformation throughout thousands of years human beings were transformed through these techniques and there are famous uh, stories and incidents one of them is a serial killer of Angulimala who was transformed to become compassionate wise human being and eventually he attained perfect enlightenment. in modern societies in prisons mindfulness practices are used one of the pioneers in this field which just passed away a few years back, uh, one of the meditation teachers, S.N. Goenka, And he introduced in fact mindfulness based meditation, vipassana meditations, to prisons. So these teachings can be used here and now to transform human beings to become wise, compassionate individuals in the society itself. So whether you believe in rebirth or not, regardless of that matter, these teachings are still valid. Now we have come to the end of this talk, which is most important point, the karmic theory. Well, will karmic theory be still valid if there is no life after the death? So this is the most important question in this talk. Well, Buddhist karmic theory has got two aspects to it. One aspect is the visible karma here and now and its effects. The other one is the karmic energy which is uh, invisible to our naked eye but goes beyond the depth. We will take these two aspects separately. From the Buddhist point of view, the word karma simply means intentional actions. All our intentional actions broadly can be divided into two major categories. Buddha labeled them as skillful actions and unskillful actions. So what are these skillful actions? These are the human actions, which are wholesome, productive, constructive and positive. They are socially productive and ethically praiseworthy and they lead to well-being and happiness of humankind. Because of these qualities, we would like to label them as skillful actions. They are the actions that are worth of doing. On the other hand, there are also actions which are negative in nature, destructive, bring harm and danger, and create miseries in human societies. These are unskillful actions. They are unskillful because they bring miseries, problems, calamities. They are rooted in human development now if you talk about both skillful actions and unskillful actions that we do in our day-to-day life they have tremendous effects visible here and now first of all when you do a skillful action you are the one who is going to experience it. Suppose your mind is full of compassion, loving kindness, goodwill, generosity, and when your mind is full of such wonderful thoughts, whatever the actions that you are going to do, these actions are beneficial, wholesome actions. When you do such actions, you are the first human being who experiences bliss and happiness within yourself. So this is your own experience. You do not need to wait for your next life. Visible here and now. And these actions, on the other hand, has got tremendous influence in your character development. If you were to have these wholesome thoughts, and based on these wholesome thoughts, if you were to if you were to behave and eventually these thoughts, words and actions will build up up your character you will become a wholesome human being a compassionate human being so that is visible here and now on the other hand as a human being our thinking our speech and our actions They all have got influence to other people, to the society, to our environment, wherever we live. And our thinking, our speech, and our actions can influence the people and society, and even flora and fauna. In this way, the actions can be visible here and now. In the same way, the negative side, unskillful action as well. If you were to have these negative, destructive thoughts like hatred, ill will, jealousy, anger, cruelty, you are the one who is going to experience it, become miserable. If you were to cultivate them through your speech and actions, then you are the one who is developing such a negative, miserable character. And after all, these actions will have repercussion in the society itself, and you will bear the fruit of these actions. So, this visible side of the karma can be appreciated by any human being who has common sense and who, who has uh, impartial uh, thinking and uh, non judgmental approach, can appreciate this karmic aspect of the teachings. Now, the other aspect of the karma, which in Buddhism, we talks about that karmic energy that we produce in this life itself can go beyond the death, which will link with our rebirth. Perhaps this is the only aspect we cannot prove if we say that there is no rebirth, or if we say that. What if there is no life after the death? So if we take that approach, perhaps this is the only point which we may have some doubt. However, even that, we can have a different approach. In Apannaka Sutta, the Buddha very clearly says, regardless of whether there is a rebirth or not, Being a wise human being, it is good to do good and it is good to refrain doing bad things. And he said, there are these four uh, conditions, four situations. Suppose, someone were to do good actions and then their eyes Life after the death. If this is the case, as a result, this person will be born in the heaven or good realm. As a result of doing good. Suppose someone were, second second possibility, suppose someone were to do good and there is no rebirth. Life after death. Then the Buddha said, even though in such a case here in this life itself by doing good you will be happy and wise people will uh, the wise people will uh, appreciate your behavior and at the end you will not have any guilty consciousness and you will be happy thinking that i live as a dignified human being decent human being without harming without creating any havoc. Without doing any evil, immoral, unwholesome actions. Then the third possibility, the Buddha says Suppose you were to do evil, wicked, immoral actions, and there is rebirth after the death. So, in this case, you will be born in the lower realm, bad destination, and you will suffer there. And the fourth possibility, you were to do evil, wicked, immoral actions, and there is no rebirth, life after death. The Buddha says, "Is still in this life itself, you will be unhappy, miserable human being. The reason, because you have developed such a nasty, miserable character, and these defilements that you develop as." greed hatred ill will jealousy anger cruelty and they will make you feel unhappy and uh, wise people will not appreciate your way of behavior and after all in any society and uh, you will be uh, perhaps imprisoned or punished by the government by the law and order and even in this kind of situation and you will still suffer and now. Because of these four conditions Buddha says that it is good to do good and it is good to refrain from doing bad things. So now we have come to the end of this talk. Kama and rebirth is central teachings of the Buddha or rather a part of central teachings of the Buddha. Even If you were to take the position of a materialist and were to deny the life after the death, still still the teachings of the Buddha will be valid and applicable and practical. For the reason, the teachings of the Buddha which emphasize material development is visible here and now. Material development has to go with mental cultivation. Four noble truths, dependent origination, three marks of existence, such Buddhist philosophy is still valid here and now, even though you were to deny rebirth, still can be applicable. And especially Buddhist meditation teaching techniques, which is vipassana meditation, can be used even in secular societies to achieve well-being and happiness of the humankind. And even the karmic theory, the visible aspect of the karmic theory is applicable here and now. And if you were to deny the, the invisible karmic aspect, which can go beyond that, is still if you were to use your common sense. And it is good to do good, and it is good to refrain from doing
0: Ok, I think this match is enough as a job. Thank you so much.